That's enough of an introduction on music. Hello, welcome to Humility Before Honor video podcast. Uh, I am your host, uh, Michael Waldron. Uh, this is the fir first time. Yes. Let's just go ahead and clap and cheer for a moment as we get started. Ah. because this has been a long time in the making. Thank you. A long time. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Hi, I'm Michael Waltrin. Welcome to the Humility Before Honor video podcast. I'm your very unconventional host of this uh, video podcast. And I just want to thank you all for, for watching this today. In this video, in our first ever uh, recording, uh, actually to introduce how we even arrived at the title and name, uh, of this, of this video podcast called humility before honor. Uh, and with the music in the, in the introduction that we just played, that wasn't, that didn't sound very humble, did it? So, um, but here, you know, let's just be normal. Uh, we, we want to reach out to the unchurched, uh, in this podcast, uh, but this is also with the information that is, that is given and the encouragement and teaching and, and things that will be said here now and in the future. It's it's really for everybody. Uh, but we, we want everyone to know that they're welcome in the kingdom of God uh, because it is uh, the, our Father in heaven. It's his good pleasure to give uh, really everyone, all of humanity. It's his good pleasure to give everyone the kingdom. Uh, it's not just a select uh, a group of of uh, uh churchgoers, Christians, um, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, it, it's for everyone. And uh, we extend uh, everything that we're going to say here tonight to everybody that watches. We want to welcome you uh, now and in the future. And and make sure you share this. If you like what you hear today and what you've been watching, make sure you do share this uh, with your friends, your family. Uh, it's shareable anywhere on every platform. Um, but first, before we begin, I just want to thank Com uh, Kingdom Community TV uh, Kingdom Community platform and KingdomCommunity.tv uh, and, and, and all those that are also on the same platform uh, doing their ministries and just getting out there and putting a video podcast together. It's a very, uh, it's something that takes a lot of courage to do uh, because it comes with much fight and much battle to get it done. Um, this program today, even it was not done without obstacles, without hazards, without trials. Uh, even the very things I'm going to speak about today took years to get here. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of life. Uh, experience and um, some just some good things, hard things, but it was worth it. And uh, so I hope today uh, that you definitely are encouraged by this. Um, I know you'll get something out of it. And um, uh, we actually uh, started the process. As I said, there's a, this has been a lifetime coming, uh, but really we started uh, really focusing on bringing this as a, as a video ministry, as a video studio um, back in April. Uh, so it, it took us some time to, to get to this point, but let me come to how humility before honor, the name came to be, uh, cause we didn't, I, I didn't just sit there. I keep saying in the third person, 
Um, but let me go to the first person, myself. So I, I came to um, uh, this title a while back because I was in prayer and I was asked, I was asking God, hey, what should I call this? You know, because I, I wanted him to give me the name. I could have create, creatively come up with something, um, but I wanted him to give the name because when he gives the name, it's something that's, it's, it's totally fresh from heaven and, um, and it sticks and I want it to stick. So humility before honor, Here, here's how this came to be. This was back, uh, really stemming from last year. Um, when Hurricane Ian came into Southwest Florida, uh, and I was dis I was someone that was displaced by that by that storm, and so I uh, lost my home where I was living. It, it was uh, it, it came underwater. Uh, all was well though, you know, nothing. I, I wasn't hurt or anything like that. But I, I had to move around for a while, staying with various friends, uh, and and some 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 really hard things happened during that time, and. And not just during that time, over, over the last course of the last 10 years, I've been, I've been through a lot in my life where things didn't seem fair. It, it, it seemed like, like everybody was always getting ahead. Um, and I felt like I was always left behind. Uh, and I, I think all of us come to that point where we feel that way sometimes or even often. Um, so through, uh, a lot of hard knocks, the, the God taught me, um, what humility means from his perspective. So that's why I was joking around the beginning that, you know, when I was playing the, the, the cheering and the music, this didn't sound very humble, but the word humility really from God's perspective, and I'll go through scripture today, even breaking it a little bit down uh, in the Hebrew language, uh, the, the word humility from God's, from God's perspective is, it's sometimes when you first hear it in English, it sounds like something that that's kind of taboo, maybe even a bad word, but the word humility and it comes from uh, the scripture of Proverbs 15, verse 33. It also can be found in Proverbs 18, verse 12. But in Proverbs 15, verse 33, the scripture says, the fear of the Lord, and this is the King James Version, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. And before honor is humility. So, Looking at just the ending of that and before honor is humility. Humility at first glance, it's exactly what it sounds like. Someone who's humble, someone is in the action of being humble, um, someone who's meek, um, someone who's maybe lowly. Um, but when you, when you just look at that and, and lit, when you hear that word and you just look at it from its English sense, it sounds like, it almost sounds like it's something like, uh, that you almost have to, um, maybe someone would think that they have to come to a position of weakness and, but humility, see when, when, when God is speaking of, of his language, I'm using the word language, but his word, the, the kingdom of God is another culture. The kingdom of God is, 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 it's, it's like belonging to another country. Okay. So just as here in the United States, we're Americans and we have our American culture. Uh, we have American ways of doing things or just like Italians in the country of Italy. Okay. Italians have their way of speaking, their way of thinking. Um, they have certain foods that they eat. 
uh, the French, same thing. Go to France, the French, they, they speak their language, they have a way of doing things. And then, of course, another country like India, same thing. They have their culture, they have their way of speaking. Um, they have a respect for cows. That's their culture. In the kingdom of God, I want you to think of the kingdom of God as if it's another country, as if it's another culture. So the word humility in the English sense does not mean what God means it to be. The word humility uh, translated from a Hebrew word uh, called anava. Anava. It does mean meekness, but when you really break the word down e even more, that word anava from the root word, okay, because every Hebrew word has a root word. The Hebrew root word is called anva. Anva. And the word anva, it's it's an action word. Okay. Hebrew in its language are action words. When Hebrew, a long time ago, when it evolved from where it was, it was actually a picture language. So it didn't so much have characters and things like that. It actually had pictures. And each word had a picture to it. So we don't really know what the word humility looked like in a picture. Um, but humility in the sense uh, uh, what it means from the Hebrew, um, it's, it's an action that God, it, it's an, it, it's a condition of the heart, right? Um, it's a position in the heart that a person gets to, but you don't do that. You, in other words, you're not the one that makes yourself become humble. God does it. Humility is a condition of the heart. And when you go even deeper in it, humility really, uh, in my own words, it's a process that God allows someone to go through because he needs them to get to a certain place. So he needs to get them to a certain position. So kind of like, almost like in a game of baseball, when you're at first base and you want to steal second, you kind of have to get out there a little bit and time it. And, and, and make kind of take a lead and get into position so you could steal that plate, steal that second base. So when God wants to develop more humility in somebody, he's doing that because there's an end result he wants the person to get to. All right. So there's, this, the, script, there's the scripture that says pride comes before the fall. The other side of that, the flip of that is Humility comes before honor. And the word honor, when you first think of the word honor, maybe you're thinking of how you show honor to a military, uh, someone who's a, a military officer, or you show honor to your mother and your father, uh, or you show honor to someone that you respect. But in the kingdom of God, the word honor actually is translated from the Hebrew word kabod. And what that means is glory glory. So it's really humility comes before glory. And the scripture further even says that we, we, uh, we go from glory to glory in God. What that means is that we always are going from one place to another. From, we're going from, uh, we're always going higher and higher and higher and climbing in God, uh, in, in not only in relationship, uh, with him, but in, um, 
in we're climbing in his presence. You can actually, um, uh, when you have that close, closer relationship with, with, with God, you see, I'm going to break it down like this. When Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, his purpose for doing that was to restore us to the position that man had in the, in the garden of Eden, uh, with God, Genesis chapter one, Genesis chapter two, when God created man in his image. So when Adam, the first human, was sitting in the Garden of Eden. Now, you look at it, he was naked. He didn't wear any clothes. He didn't need to. He had no awareness that he was naked. And the reason, the reason why he had no awareness of that is because he actually sat and lived in the glory of God. He was clothed in the glory of God. When you're clothed in the glory of God, it's it's it's... You're in another place. When you spend time in, 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 in deep worship with him and sitting in his presence, he'll actually bring you uh, more and more into his presence to the point where you can lose all sense of time and actually all sense of physical space. So when Jesus died on the cross and our sin was forgiven, it was so that we can have that relationship restored to the father that Adam had because Adam was the first human. But Jesus dying on the cross became the second Adam and he died in our place because sin cannot be forgiven without blood being without blood being shed. So when we were when when mankind was restored to that first position, the work was done two thousand years ago. Now we just have to choose it. Now we just have to choose that we want to go to the, come to the Father through Jesus. Okay. So I wanted to talk about the glory because now when when you when you come in when you come into the kingdom of God. When you come into that country, okay, just as when you want to go into a country and you pass through an airport, you present your passport so that you can go through, okay? When you come into the kingdom of God, Jesus is that passport. You can't come into the kingdom, you can't go to the Father without going first through Jesus. So now that when we come in, into, in, into the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ, now we're in Jesus. Ephesians chapter two says that he made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The scripture further says that in him we move, in him we live, in him, in him, in him, in him, we have our being. So everything that, that, that we have, that we are, is totally in Christ. So when we have that glory, we're back in that position. And sitting in the glory of God is a very mighty thing. You, and, and when you develop that and you learn how to walk in that, because this is not a religion. Religious people are not able to do this. Religious people keep rules. They keep behavior modifications. But when you understand that you're, you're saved by grace and God's favor is on your life, not because of what you did, not because of all the good a person could do, but because of what Jesus did, you have that gift of being able to walk in his presence and live in his presence. I that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow, the shadow of the Almighty, Psalm 91. That word shadow also means image. We were made in his image and likeness to reflect his glory. Hmm. Okay, so even though we can't, God, we can't see him, he's not a physical form, he's a spirit, but we reflect him, we are his image because we are a physical manifestation of his glory when we carry it. So, but going from glory to glory in God, climbing higher in God, 
becoming more and more having his glory on us so that we carry it only comes through humility. And you can't humble yourself. You can't humble yourself. Only God can humble you. You have to be willing. That's the, that's the thing. There's no action you can take to humble yourself. You just have to be willing to be, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing. But if you resist it, that's when it's really, that's when it's really tough to do. You can either, you can either fall over the rock or have the rock fall on you. The rock meaning Jesus Christ. And it's, it's better to just say, God, I'm willing. I yield. You do it. All right. So there's no honor without first going through humility. And so, as I said before, humility, humility is a, is a, uh, is an, it's a, an intention. It's a process. It's an action that God allows because, and oh, because humility from the Hebrew I said before uh, of that root of that root word anva, it means affliction. Affliction, okay. But even in English, when we hear the word affliction, we hear we, we think of maybe sickness or or getting whipped or getting hurt. In God's perspective, in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom culture, okay, the word affliction is something that God allows us to go through. Okay, because there's an intended outcome that comes at the other end of it. And I'll give a great, very great example. Jesus is the first example of someone who um, went through the process of humility before honor. So in John chapter 13, Jesus is sitting at the Last Supper and he is washing his disciples' feet. When you read it, when you read it, he girded himself. Girding means he he put on. It just—it's like he girded himself. He just—he put—he—he—he he, he put his clothes together, wound them up, got ready. He so basically, it's like he put on his apron to get ready to wash their feet. Now, put this in perspective: this is God, King of the Universe, King of all create, uh, the, the Creator of the Universe, of all living things. He owns the earth and everything in it, and he humbled himself, leaving his awesome paradise in heaven to come to the earth to be and live among us, to feel our pain as human beings, to feel our afflictions and, and, and our depressions and our, um, our mental imbalances, our sicknesses, our diseases, our temptations, our problems, our circumstances. He became a man so that he can understand in human form what we go through. He understands it as God Almighty, knower of all things. But he came and dwelled among us to live among us and be with us. So he's God in human form. And here he is getting down on his knees, washing the feet of his, of his disciples, who were also later his apostles. And he humbled himself. Just think about this. A, a perfect... God humbled himself, a king humbled himself before an adequate man. Really compared to him, in a sense, inferior to a superior. And the superior humbled himself. And 
at the time when I was, I was, I was going through something really tough a few months ago where I was hurt very deeply by someone. It was the kind of hurt where your heart gets broken and angered over, and it's a type of situation where all, every emotion can overtake you for a period of time. And I went through depression. I went through sadness. I went through loneliness. Um, the stress from the circumstance was so bad. I couldn't even remember my pin number at the gas station when I was trying to enter it to get gas. Tried it six times. I couldn't remember it. That's how bad the stress was, what I was going through. And so at that time, God was teaching me this about humility before honor. Cause I'm sitting here going, oh, I forgive this person. I made a, a conscious choice to forgive this person. And forgiveness is something that you don't feel. It's, it's a faith move. And here I made this, this, I forgave this person by faith, even though I didn't want it. When you forgive someone by faith, you put it out there, God will take care of it. Sometimes you got to do it multiple times in a day. When you keep forgiving someone by faith, not waiting till you feel better, you forgive them by faith. God will take care of it. And so the outcome of it, even the healing. And so this word humility kept coming up to me. And who, who wants to humble themselves when you've been hurt so badly? When you've been hurt that bad, sometimes you come into a sense of pride almost. And it's like you feel entitled. Well, I deserve this because of how bad I've been hurt. No, that person should come and say sorry to me. But what happens when that person is an unsafe soul? Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Sometimes people just do what they do to us because, because of fear. They're led by their fear. It's not wickedness. It's not, it's, it's not always being led by wickedness or being led by evil. They're just, people are just afraid. So they do things out of fear. Sometimes it's really, it really hurts. But I had to extend grace to this person. And it was hard. It was one of the hardest things to do. And, and when you hear about, oh yeah, extend grace to a person. When you think about it in your mind, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to do that. Yeah, I can do that. No, nah. but when you're really put in a, in a searcher in a situation where you absolutely don't feel like it at all. When you're in the depths of the dark night of, the, of your own soul and, and sitting there and crying yourself to sleep, the last thing sometimes you're able to do is extend grace and mercy to somebody. But this is what helped me do it. I was at, I was at uh, my church a few months ago and the pastor was teaching on the humble king, this chapter out of John. And he said this one phrase and when I heard it, 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 it broke me free. And he said, Jesus even washed the feet of Judas. Jesus washed the feet of his betrayer. Jesus knew this man was going to betray him. Jesus knew that this was the man that was going to be responsible for setting him up to be sent to the cross. Jesus knew he was going to die the next day. But he washed the feet of the man that was going to hand him over to his, to, to his, to his crucifiers. When I heard that, even, even Jesus, Jesus washed the feet of Judas. That's when I was able to do. That's when I was able to come to that place of humility and befriend my friend again.
So you see, I was willing. I didn't humble myself. Hold on. I was willing. But God opened up something for me to be able to hear that word, which gave me the strength to do and follow through it. God provided it for me. He supplied it. He supplied and gave me the ability to do it. And so in that humility, what happens is we come into a greater place of glory. And when you come into that greater place of glory, it's not me or, the, or, or you being exalted. It's more glory that comes on you because here's what happens. When you get around people out there in the world, the unsaved, the unchurched, unchurched is a good thing, by the way. And you're getting around people that need deliverance. They need, they need healing. They need saving. They need, um, they're dealing with suicidal ideation that day. That's thoughts of suicide. That's what that means. Or, or that day they're, they're really thinking about hurting themselves or maybe they're just for whatever reason, whatever it is, when you carry the glory of God on your life, you don't even have to always go pray for someone or say anything. You can just walk by them and the glory of God that surrounds you. Okay. The darkness or the torment that is on that person's life, the glory of God that you carry when it passes by the person, it'll break them free just like that. I remember when I was in New, I was in New York city a few years ago, I wa I was, I was walking on, um, I forget what Avenue it was, but it was more one of the, one of the museums is. I kid you not, this kid's nose was bleeding. As I was walking by him, I, I just said, be healed in Jesus' name. I said it quietly, he didn't even hear me. But I turned around and the kid's nose stopped bleeding immediately. Another time I went to visit a family member who was on life support. I hadn't visited them yet, but they were on life support and everybody, every, people in the family were gathering around to say goodbye to them. I hadn't gotten to them yet. And I had asked friends of mine to pray for my family member. And then one night I was able to go into the hospital and I went into the ICU at 11 o'clock at night and my family member was there. And guess what? All the tubes were out of her body already. She came off life support. But I went there and I looked at her and I said, what would you, I said, what would you like to do? Would you like to go home to, to your, to your, to your condo? Or do you want to go home to heaven? And she said, no, I want to, I want to go home to my condo. I'm not done yet. I said, okay. I said, out of your, out of your mouth under God's ears, I said, you're going home to your condo. That's what you want. That's what you're asking of God. And that's what he's going to give you. But when I walked into that place, I could actually feel it. I could feel the peace of God come rushing in to the, into the ICU ward where she was. And I saw her enter a rest. Okay. There was no stress on her because I'm carrying the presence of God as I go in. She went home a week later. Okay. That's just two stories I have out of hundreds. But. This is how God wants his pe this is how God wants his church to be. And for those who who do not understand what the point of having Jesus in their life is for, it's not just going to heaven. 
there's so much that can be done to affect humanity with all that the world is going through. And there's no answer. And trying every single thing one could possibly try. And um, coming up with every idea and all the insanity that goes on, the things that aren't making sense. Okay. God's kingdom overrides everything in the earth. And the reason why it does is because we are the creation. He is the creator. Everything came from him. So the master builder has say, but we have to let him. It's because he, he gave us Genesis chapter one. He gave us dominion and rule in the earth. He can't do anything unless we let it. Because this is our realm. The earth is our realm as human beings. And he can't execute unless we say so. But when we say so, come in a relationship with him through Jesus, not by keeping rules, not by behavior modification, but just accepting by faith what Jesus did. It's really that easy. Belief only. Nothing else. And then from there, that starts the process of being covered in his glory. And you go through, um, as long as you're alive for the rest of your life, having a relationship with, with Jesus and being in his kingdom, and you grow in grace and you grow um, in his, you grow uh, in his presence and developing, sitting in his presence and carrying his glory and going through this process of humility before honor. Okay. That's, that's how things can change. So that's it. You know, there's not much more you can say from that, but uh, you see how just talking about it, it just, it just, it, it, it could bring a smile on your face, you know? I'm going to be honest with you. I was depressed right before, right before I started recording this. I was in sadness all day because I, I, was, I was dealing with something. And, um, well, how, Mike, how can you say that? Like, you have a relationship with God. Like, I, look, you still, you, look, no prayer. I don't care how many if you pray a hundred times. No prayer is ever to take the humanity out of you. But when you have a relationship with God, you become a partaker of his divine nature. Partake. You have a portion of his divine nature in you. But it doesn't mean you stop being human. So you still go through human things. Pain, sadness, circumstances. But the thing is, nothing can happen to you unless God allows it. So, um, but yeah, right before I recorded this, so I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling that great. And that's why it took me a long time to actually start this recording and, and get into this. Because I went through a lot of fight and, and um, a lot of pain to try to even get to this point. But see, even as I'm, I'm telling you about this today through this recording, I can feel the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. That's why I'm smiling. I'm smiling because he's here right now. So, well, that's our first podcast. Just go out there and what you heard today, share it with somebody because someone needs it. We'll see you in the next recording. Take care.